insecure. Because that's how we do it. Hey. Hey. I'm going to turn a light on. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. You know, we're just recording right now. No big deal. Just want to go turn a fucking light on. I get it. It's dark in here. Maybe that's because my light shines so bright. Yeah, I would like a LaCroix. Because I want to burp into this microphone. Hey, guys. uh, Kat is grabbing her LaCroix or LaCroix. However you want to say it. Oh, a sponsorship would be great, LaCroix. I think that actually the CEO of LaCroix is like apparently a real bad one. Oh. A real baddie and not in a good way. For what? Um, there's Everyone's some accusations bad, on the Kat. table. Everyone is bad. I don't give a shit. There's other You're bubble waters. you give this up? There's other bubble waters in my life. Actually, who I'd love us to sponsor, who? East Coasty. Uh, polar spring. There it is. Or just polar. It's just polar. Polar. Right? With I don't the little know. bear on it. You don't know that one? No. Here's the thing is that the West Coast has just the most terrible <laughs> seltzer game ever. Like polar <laughs> in Boston, okay? I just choked. I know you did <coughs> because you talked ill of the CEO and he knows. He felt it. Can we just start this over? Nope. Oh. Hi, I'm Jenny Zagrino, and I'm a comedian. I'm Cat Eves, and I'm a stylist. And this is Gaudy Positive. Positive. Yeah, look, the CEOs know when you're talking shit. Oh. Yeah. They, they choked me. Yeah, he choked you through the bubbles. <laughs> the bubbles. The bubbles, they got me. I'm just saying that East Coast has great... Um, Seltzer game and it's mm. seltzer. I remember when we were coming out here, people were like, What are you talking about? And seltzer. I was like, Seltzer. Yeah. What? Club soda. <laughs> Why didn't you say so? I'll take a club soda. Who says club soda? People out here. Oh. Yeah. I don't know them. Yeah, well, they can suck my it's dick. It's the soda that you only get in the club. Mm hmm. Club soda. That's why they call it club soda. <laughs> so a lot has happened this week. Oh. Let's just do a little catch up. What's yeah. going on with your life? Um, well, I picked up dresses for Dulce's uh, upcoming red carpet. Ooh. Yeah, for Dulce Sloan. So she's flying in doing a fitting this weekend. So that's awesome. exciting. I'm also apparently walking in a runway show on Sunday. <gasps> really? Yeah, I just how got did a text this happen? Today. Well, so. Um, I mean, like, how the fuck did this happen? Oh, no, she mad. <laughs> I'm in trouble. I just got this. Well, I asked you if you're in town, but you're not in town. And you're that's doing what it? happens. Ah, Never that's so leave. cool. That's yeah. so cool. So um, Renee Tyler, who actually is the designer who created the Emmys dress mm-hmm. that, um, and also necklace that Dulce wore for the Emmys, uh, she asked me to walk in her runway show on Sunday. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. She Congrats. also has a trans model walking and she has a drag queen walking, so... Oh, that's going to be so cool. Yeah. Sounds pretty fun. It's going to be some very Instagrammable moments. Yeah. How so are you feeling about it? Um, I'm choosing not to think about it, but okay. it's uh, it's with the LA Art Hearts fashion show. So that's like, there's LA Fashion Week and then there's Art Hearts fashion and they're the same but different. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know the difference, but... <laughs> Um, all I know is I'm walking in a show for it. And, uh, if anybody is interested in seeing me make my runway debut, it's not technically my runway debut, but it's my first time being an actual model. Yeah. So you're a model all the time to me. I really don't want, I've modeled and I still will be like, I'm not a model. Those photos you did. Which one? With, um, in the bathtub. Oh yeah. Those were fun. With Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea Mudlow. Those are modeling photos. Sure. All right. <laughs> They're fun. I just, you know what it is? Like, I don't want to be a model. I think that's the thing is like, it's fun and I like feeling pretty and I like putting on makeup and being glamorous and like having a good time and having someone else do my hair. Yeah. Mostly. I just like when other people do my hair. That's what it really comes I down think, to. Man, I fall asleep when oh, I'm in the makeup so chair nice. and someone's doing my hair. Forget it. Good night. It's really, it's self-care. Yeah. But um, I wish there was a place it. where you could just you don't have to get your hair cut, but they just massage and wash your scalp. Yeah, you know they do like those those dry bars, and I'm like, but I'm really just here for you to just like play with my hair. Yeah, give me a head scratch. <laughs> I want the head scratches. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We did our photo shoot. We did. We did our photo shoot with for. Can we say the brand or no? Yep, we can say it okay, for Alomi. So, yeah, for Alomi lingerie. Yep. So you can check that out. That's um, taking it over next. I think it's next week. Yeah, you're, you're taking over their next Instagram. week. I'm taking taking over the Instagram. So sorry, I burped. And for that's what happens when two you drink yeah, salsa. When you're talking. When you're talking about sexy lingerie, you burp. Yep, pretty much. Um, I'm a disgusting human. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, eight looks. Uh-huh. Oh, my Lanta. It was eight really a lot. Look, It was a yeah. lot. Eight looks. Um, I'm very excited for some of them. <laughs> some of them. The other but ones you know, were more challenging because they pushed you a little bit, didn't they? They challenged me. Um, and look, the whole campaign is about living limitlessly, mm-hmm. living without limits, and you got to live without limits, and you've got to just go for it. You got to push and, into the stuff that's not comfortable. Yeah. Like if you stay in your comfort zone, then you miss all the other fun opportunities. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And you miss the opportunity to grow, which is the most important. Yeah. Like, especially, you know, if I did live with limits, I probably not have been approached by this company. What to would do you be this doing? cool thing. What would you be doing if you weren't a comedian or entertainer of any kind right now? I would have opened my own um, vintage clothing store and retro oh, that sounds shop. Cool. That sounds yeah, I cool still too. would be cool. I wouldn't be like a, an accountant. Well, I <laughs> or a cool mom. E- <laughs> <laughs> Poor moms. Oh, I'd be a mom. I will one day. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pop one out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did this weekend. You popped out a baby? I popped out a baby. Um, I did get rid of a lot of things this weekend. <laughs> Including a baby, apparently. <laughs> I did not abort a baby, but I did abort other things in my life. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, Talk about it. Big, those are I big changes. I left my management. Bye. Um, which is a bit, it is a big thing. And if there yeah. are... Other people aspiring entertainers and actors and mm-hmm. the, the whole thing of like manager, manager, manager. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And sometimes they're there for a certain part and they help you as much as they can. Mm-hmm. And that's like any kind of relationship when you're like, no one's being served in this. Yeah. Well, it's just part ways. And it yeah. was a very amicable, like I did it over email, which normally the, the first one I broke up with, I did over in person. Mm. Um, but for this one, it felt like email was the best way. Mm -hmm. And I, it just, it was a timing issue with them where I couldn't really get, you know, the attention I needed. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of waiting (laughs) to book and to book in, get an appointment, get an appointment to go To go be like, like, bye. You're like, no, I really need you to prioritize this meeting because I'm trying to fire you. Yeah. So, so, you know, whatever. I'll see them around. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just not the right fit anymore. And it sounds like that's the case. And it might just, might not be the right fit right now. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, you know. And AD Bryant doesn't have a manager. She doesn't? I don't think she does. You know who else doesn't have a manager? Who? Uh, no, I don't know. I was just wondering if you knew. I think Lena Dunham doesn't have one, but you hate her. Oh, wow. <laughs> hate is a strong word. She's got some issues Dislike and she needs to go her. to a camp and stay there for a while. Like, Funny enough, she's a show about camp. I know. I think that's why it came to mind. <laughs> she needs to do some camp growth. I broke up with some boys. Yeah. With some with a person. With some people. No, yep. there was more. There was multiple. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm not aware of this. Yeah. It's like so, I don't even know you. Who else do you break up with? Um, someone we didn't even like really start. Oh, okay. I just was like, I don't, I can't pursue this. You're like, it's never gonna start. Yeah, and then with the, <laughs> and then with the person, I was like, we should stop pursuing this. Yeah, it's just things are overwhelming right now, and yeah. I don't see, um, you know, myself in those kinds of positions right now, and yeah. you know, and you do the whole we'll be friends, and then I've been trying to like think of times to hang out. With them, and I'm just like, why? I don't want to right now. No, <laughs> like that's I just want to be point. alone. I just don't want dick energy in my life. Honestly, fine. Yeah, no dick energy. I don't. I want no dick energy. Put your dicks somewhere I want else. Lady energy. Not here. Positive pussy energy. Yes. Wet pussy energy. I don't oh. want dick energy because I feel like dick energy is is cloudy and gross. Oh, gross. And, yeah, and it's really hard to get rid of. <laughs> Sorry, I just pictured a cloudy, <laughs> gross dick, and it was... 
I was thinking it more was the like semen is cloudy. Oh, okay. That's where I thought you were going to go because that's where yeah. I was going with it. Oh, but okay. I guess we didn't, we didn't meet on that. No, I just pictured a weird gelatinous <laughs> <laughs> cloud dick. Hey, speaking <laughs> of um, things that should have been gray but were not, did I tell you? I told you about my Korean spa adventures. Oh, yes. You mean when you accidentally wore right. blackface? <laughs> yep. Because that's what color the spa masks are? <laughs> yeah. Well, Look, sometimes... What are you going to do? You get a charcoal mask, mm-hmm. and you expect it to be gray. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's black. It's very black. Yeah. And it's not like... Even like, you know, the, the ones that you would peel off your face? Mm-hmm. Like, at least those had a lot of, like, you know, eye separation. Mm-hmm. This one was just mm. not that. No. Not that at all. And no? it was just my white... White naked body, <laughs> covered in black, <laughs> in black charcoal mask. You know, and I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna get the impurities out of my skin. I'm just gonna do this. Yeah. And then I walked. I remember walking towards the um, the steam room, and I was like, I'm not even gonna make eye contact with anyone. But I could stand on my peripheral. A lot of double takes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just get to the steam room. <laughs> no one will see you through the steam. Uh-huh. And as the door opens, three beautiful black women just uh-huh. sitting in there. <laughs> and the record scratched. <laughs> and I sat and I committed. Oh, my lanta. Yeah, what else can you do? <laughs> you just look at them and you go, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. You just and be like, look, you know, 10 years ago, this wouldn't have been an issue. <laughs> You're like, I, you know what? But I'm- I get it. I know the tension. <laughs> I feel like 10 years ago, it totally would have been an issue. Mm. What you do is you look at them and you go, sorry, I do believe in reparations, though. Right. That's good. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you've had a lot of big moments. A lot of big moments. Accidental blackface, breaking up with managers, breaking up with partners or yeah. whatever they were. And what's the word for like in between? Like you want to give somebody some sort of title when it's like, well, they're more than a fuck buddy. They're less than a partner, just a person you're seeing, person you're dating. Just, I guess, dating. That's the thing. I just want, like, a word for it that's not three words. Dating. Yeah, but you, yeah, because, you still well, have to say person I'm dating. I want to give them a name. Well, specific Prospect. person. Oh, just, like, any person. Yeah, I thought we'll you meant the specific person no, no, I was no. dating. No, no, no. I mean, like, so you've got, like, the person, you know, we say, like, oh, this is my partner, or, but oh, this if, is my fuck buddy, what and if then the, it's, like, person I'm dating. What if it's just, this is my prospect? But what if the prospect, because the prospect <laughs> is, like, it's going to lead to something else, but with this yeah. person, you know, it's a level above because you have a little bit of an emotional connection, mm. but the level below because you're, like, oh, no, you would drive me nuts, and I'd want to kill you in a year. Yeah. So... I don't know. What? Uh, if anyone. Yeah, give us a word. Yeah. Send it to us. Slide into our DMs. Yeah. On Instagram. Because we don't have any other DMs. Um, Maybe we'll fix that. I, well, I mean, I I don't like Twitter, so please don't contact me on that thing. She won't see it. No. And I want to get off of it, like, forever, but I can't in this. Not in this economy. You know what I discovered this weekend? What? Um, so... Uh, Jen Saunderson, friend of the cast. Friend of the cast. Also her birthday this weekend. Yes, she is older. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I didn't know. I realized I don't know. She's going to hate that. (laughs) We're all older. She's going to hear that and hate that. (laughs) I don't know. Jen, I don't know how old you are. Sorry. Um, Jen. She has gotten. She's gotten older, just as we all have. She is older. (laughs) Anyway. What matters is Jen came down from her floor because we live in the same building now. Thank you, Jen. Yep. And uh, we binge watched Shrill. <gasps> yes. And together, which is great. It's really important. I highly recommend watching it once all the way through by yourself and then watching it again all the way through with Did someone Did you cry else. with Jen? Yes, of course I fucking <laughs> cried. I am a water faucet. I just need the tiniest little push to turn on. We should have made a top 10 uh, moments to cry list. I I know my number one. I could probably list them off right now. Yeah. All right. Start off with number 10. No, with number 10? Wait. Well, let's make it five. We'll make it five. I can't (laughs) put put the... Well, it's just the the pressure is putting them in order. Okay. Um, So in absolutely no order whatsoever. Okay. I cried at the pool party scene. Okay. When they shot her underwater. (gasps) 
Yes, that was so, like, I will say the show brought up so many feelings for mm-hmm. me that I texted you about. Mm-hmm. Um, I texted a lot of my fat friends being like, yeah. oh my God, I love you. <laughs> I just love you so much. I feel so I posted about, did you see my story today? Mm, no, Where I've yet. been like, I've been telling all my fat friends to watch it. And then they're like, oh, you think I'm fat? <laughs> <laughs> well, get over well, it. Yeah, you are. Don't, don't you, you yeah. And you then you like three people have been like, are you talking about me? Oh, wow. <laughs> just like, everyone relax. I'm actually talking about no one. Mm-hmm. It was the thought I had when I went to the mechanics today. Wow. That's it. I've wow. been telling everyone to watch the show. People but, need to get over it. Yes. But if you are a fat person, it is definitely and instrumentally watch it. Yes. So also if you're not a fat person, watch it anyway. Oh wait, and can be we, a good ally. We have to do a spoiler. Like if you haven't seen the show. Oh yeah, spoiler. Please go stop this podcast and at least watch a little bit. Yeah. Because we're just gonna talk about all of it. We need to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. But if you read the book, then it doesn't fucking matter. But like, here's the thing is like we're gonna talk about some real good TV today. Yes. We're not just talking about Shrill. What's the other TV we're talking about? We're gonna talk about Pen15. Oh. I didn't yes. watch it. Was I supposed to watch this? You're supposed to watch God it, Dingaling. Damn it. Well, I'll tell you. Because I was all fired. up in shrill. Fired. Fired. This we podcast is now just me. <laughs> My partner has failed me. Look, I've been breaking up with people. What do you want? <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk about Pen15 from a. Uh, I'll tell you what I think about it. Then. Okay. Um, so shrill. So top five things that made me cry. One was that shot where she's underwater. I don't think this spoils anything on that, but what's beautiful about it is, and I don't see anybody else talking about how revolutionary that shot is. Oh, the sea. It's like a, it's, it's like, um, this beautiful shot of her diving in the water and it's underwater and it's underwater and seeing all the movement, Mm -hmm. all the ripples, everything while, the legs and half lower parts of all these other women are mm-hmm. dipped in the pool. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautifully, um, as we say in the film industry, mise en scène. Mm. So it's just yes. gorgeous. And I it, think, but it was also at the same, did you feel, find it a little bit like, oh, oh I no. cried. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, you did cry. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, we're talking about a cry list here. I cried because I thought it was actually really, I haven't seen anybody talk about how revolutionary the shot was, but it's important because the other side of it is if you're a fat person, well, if you're really like anybody who's been body conscious, there's that whole thing of like you put on your swimsuit or you you put on your swimsuit, then you cover yourself in a towel or a cover-up, and then you walk out to the pool, and then you quickly disrobe, and then you jump into the pool as fast as you can so yeah. that your whole body is underwater. Yes. And so for them to take the camera underneath is like moving. It is literally like take stripping away that cover-up and yeah. all of those things that we use to jump quickly in and following you through. I mean, that is... There's there's a lot of meaning there. I think yeah. that we could really dissect. Yeah, I, it was. Uh, that that scene was for me very much like it just brought up so many feelings of like, oh no, they're gonna make fun of you. Yeah, like, it's extremely vulnerable. Oh no, like yeah, just and then also feelings of like, I mean, look, I'll I'll admit it. There, there is a part of me that is still has fat phobia and is mm. listening at that and being like, "Oh no, I don't like any of that." Oh. And so, you know, I think a lot of those moments, like I was texting you, there was like this that part of me that is still really holds on mm-hmm. to diet culture and to fat phobia because I want to be loved like everybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So when it sees like fat love mm-hmm. of like her sleeping with Lamar. Mm. Who is that was a big so... fucking spoiler just now. Oh, guys, get over it. Watch the fucking show. Oh my god. But if you know her life in this move in the movie, yeah. then you'll fucking know it. People don't know Lindy West and are listening to this podcast. They've literally must have just come out of a coma. Like that's no, all I, I can think but of. There are. There's a lot of people who don't know Lindy West who didn't know that didn't know her book beforehand or haven't read it and don't know her personal story. So, yeah. you know. I think... How did you come to find her? Because I found her through comedy and the whole rape joke stuff. Yeah, that's really interesting because it seems like that's how a lot of people came about finding her. Oddly enough, I found her because 
she wrote an article about getting married as a fat bride. I remember that article. Yeah. That came out right when I was working in the wedding industry. And I loved her dress. Yes, I loved her dress, too. Such a good dress. So, um, you know, I remember looking at... I I remember reading that article and relating with it a bunch because I was just about to get married, too. And so that's how I first came to connect with Lindy West. Yeah. So I feel like, like in that moment when she was hooking up with Lamar and he was like, I've had a crush on you. It was so, I so badly wanted to like believe it, but there was that part of me, that diet culture part that had been told my whole life. If you're fat, no one can possibly love you. Uh, And it was just alarm bells in my mm. head of just like, don't listen to them. Because he was so attractive? Because he was so attractive. Hmm. And I guess just, yeah, just the conditioning. The conditioning yeah. came up. And anything that um, that uh, counters the conditioning mm-hmm. is, is painful. Well, I'm just going to tell you, not to toot my own horn... <laughs> But toot toot, baby. Okay. I have, I have, I will tell you as personally, um, being fat for a very long time, pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Never had trouble scoring a Lamar. Well, I see, that's the thing is me, t- like I, yeah. da- I dated a guy. You dated a guy that looked like Drake. I did a guy. Up with a, whatever oh my he was. God, did I finish that? I, whew, I what know. a nightmare that story was. <laughs> Uh, and he was a magician. <laughs> two for two, baby. Hypnotist. Yes. Anyways, let's close, right? That still yeah, counts. So I fucked a hypnotist and a magician, you guys. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it was, Who can keep li- track? And they both of them look like rappers, which is truly amazing. Bonus for you. Um, so then... Uh, the other one looked like Big Papa. Like Big Papa? <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up. That was the first one who came to mind. No, like a white person. Oh, White person Macklemore? rapper. Macklemore? Yes. He looked like Macklemore. Yeah. Was it Macklemore? It know? was Macklemore. Oh, I, I did so. fuck Macklemore. This is a really big bombshell. I, I just wanted to lie to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, I'm 100% body confident and fat people can fuck anyone they want and I fucked Macklemore. <laughs> and then to clear the palate, I went and fucked Eminem. <laughs> oh, oh, he's going to love that. He's oh. a big friend of the cast, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, Haley. But so like, yeah, like I, my ex Bill, we used to get, go walk on the street and people would stop him and be like, are you Brad Pitt? Wow. That happened more than once. Oh, I think if, I think you've told me about him. Yeah. Yeah, So it's like, I don't have a problem, but in my head, I I see it and it's like panic. Now, of course there's a, there's a thing that we're not talking about in the middle of all of this that I actually have seen some pushback around with this, which is that. She's with all these hot dudes. However, we're also talking about there's this internalized fat phobia that comes from talking about it this way because we are treating it like by saying like, oh, those dudes are so hot. She could never land them. There's there's fat phobia in that. Right. But there's also fat phobia in the idea that they are somehow hotter than like a big dude. True. Right? And True. so one of the things I've seen pushback about is like, oh, well, everybody's like, you know, that like there's people like there's no representation of big men in this. I mean, but I will say that Ryan's character is not. He's not small. He's not small, but he's, he's he has a gut. Like he is. Yeah. But he's kind of average. I, I would say a little more than average. Yeah, is maybe. it bad that we're bo- doing body judging? Know. I'm stealing some of your LaCroix. Yeah, steal it. Burp away. But. No, I look, I agree. I think that there is, and I feel like that there is an issue with the body positivity movement of not being inclusive of men. Mm, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm also like, at the end of the day, you're still a guy. Yeah, I know. There's layers <laughs> you're on these still things, a right? guy. Yeah, you're still a dude. And and <laughs> the expectations are different. Oops. But you know, I mean, I just think I do think that there's something interesting to be said about the whole like what we consider hot. And I think that that is also part of the issue, right? Is that the way that we have talked for so long about what attract, what is attractive is, is narrow. Yes, You know, like there's a lot of people who will agree that Brad Pitt is attractive 
And there's fewer people who will agree necessarily that Jack Black is attractive. Yeah. And so that's how we base things is like the number of people that that agree that Brad Pitt is attractive somehow like makes him more attractive. But in reality, it's just like attraction is not so straightforward. Like I have a friend whose true kink is short is, is George Costanza. Like, why is that a kink though? Short, Isn't that worse? That's well, like kink. I don't know. I don't know why I use that word. <laughs> what I really mean is just like her ideal. Oh, her what ideal she's man into yeah. is, a, is a George Costanza. Like yeah. she likes short, fat, bald men. Yeah. And I just, you know, uh, she's not wrong for being attracted to them, but we treat that like it's weird, you know. And maybe that's part of it. Is like I use the word kink, maybe as like a Freudian slip, right? Yeah. Like. We talk about attraction in this way as though it is a straight line and it's not. Like we're all attracted to all different kinds of things. And so to treat it like attraction is some sort of popularity contest is yeah. is kind of a weird fucked up thing we do in society that's not based in reality. But also though you're looking at it through the lens of um, of mainstream media. Yes. So sure. they're playing in the tropes of this is a hot person, which you know, right. at some we all have to at some point kind of Sure bend our like I personally I you know I found Ryan the character of Ryan attractive oh me too I think he's my husband <laughs> I wouldn't say that's I wouldn't. the early days of Rob and I dating I and I was like no. hello there's my there's the beginning <laughs> of our relationship um but, but you know, okay we should not Rob does not have a secret 14 year old I think we should have a whole conversation about attraction yeah because it's very interesting, but totally. I still want to know the four other crime moments that you have. Wait, those were two. Those were two right there. What was the they? second one? I don't. I remember the Lamar. Oh, was that not a crime? I moment? just was saying that, like you how this how that? this show has been. <laughs> You're like, oh, they're fucking. <laughs> Look, I want to fuck Lamar. <laughs> um, I think that. Uh, here's here's what makes me feel more sad is that I didn't really cry during anything. I just. Mm digested it and was like yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was like oh there's my biopic that's I what get i get saying and yeah. then i was also mad because i was like fuck because okay so the the first episode mm-hmm. called the uh, pilot um she talks about the birth control mm. and five years ago in new york i was doing that joke about that happening and that oh, really happened to me oh no way yes and i kind of gave up on that joke and i'd actually been thinking about working on it again because I really loved this idea. Wait, just to be clear. So you knew that plan B doesn't work for women over Yeah, I read an article about it five years ago. Yeah. Wow. And because then I was like, because I, that's what happened to me. I had no idea. And then I was like, oh, oh, it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like it just didn't work on me. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it was a, I forget which article it was, but it's like, it was a huge deal where, Pharmacists just were not telling you. Like, and I think, too, is like, of course, they don't want to offend you and be like, how much do you wait before you take this? Right. Or or they just didn't even know. You know what would be great? I would be happy to write it down on a form. Yeah. Like, I, you need to know these things. And it's also if you're tall. Yeah. If you're just oh, a tall girl. Really? Yeah. Like, if you're tall and a like, physically built person, mm-hmm. you may not be over 185 width-wise. I don't uh-huh. know. With, <laughs> I don't know how to whatever say that this. Means. Yeah, so basically, yeah. like, if you're over 175 pounds and you take Plan B, it is not effective. It is so it is so greatly diminished. Yeah. Like, it it literally is like, um, it works, it works, it works, it works, and it's just like, oh, 50%, uh-huh. uh, 90%. Like, it's just... Wow. It's insane how how they just don't talk about that. And that is that was news. That was actually, like, something in the first episode I learned. I yeah. had no idea about that. Yeah, and then I think... There were some other moments where I was just like, man, this is the shit that I was writing mm-hmm. and I'm happy it's out, but I'm also just like, is my story invalid now? Mm. I made it about me. No, you did. I did. You did. You internalized it. I internalized the whole show. I mean, I think that's, a, I, that's it's my kind move, of understandable. Cash. Yeah, it is, it is your move. <laughs> no, I think, I, you know, I think there's some something to be understood about that, though. I think a lot of people who watched it internalized it because... Because it was our, it has been our experience, and it's not an experience that we've seen on TV previously. True. There's only been, it's only been done. So Dietland did, to be fair, 
did actually approach this last summer. Yes. But Dietland did it from a much darker lens. And so I think it feels more fantastic, even yeah. though you can relate to some of it. It's done through this lens of like, it's a, there's a murder mystery happening in the middle of all of it. And yeah. So, you know, I think that there is this thing where what struck a chord for so many, in my opinion, for Shrill, is just how much it cut to the bone on so many fat women's yeah. experiences. And it was just like the little thing of mm-hmm. someone telling you there's a skinny person inside of you mm-hmm. or let's get help let's get you healthy you deserve it oh i've totally had that there yeah. was a- i was walking down the street once in berkeley wearing this really cute dress that like definitely gave me a very snatched waist and yeah. i was holding oddly enough i was on weight watchers at the, at the time and i was holding a sugar-free red bull in my hand walking down the street and this woman who I've never seen before in my life, looks me up and down, stops on the sidewalk and says, your waist is snatched, but you need to work on the rest. Stop drinking those sodas. What a cunt. And I literally like, I was so, I was not there yet. Right. And so I was like, actually it's sugar free. Like <laughs> I actually like responded, which I think as I've gotten older, I'm like, fuck off. But oh yeah, you know, it took me a long time to learn not to respond. But, I probably would have just, I mean, now Jenny would have been like, this is not your business. Right. But that was not how I felt then. And so I was like in my twenties and I just remember, you never forget those experiences. You really don't. And how stupid it is that some stranger thinks it's their business to talk about your body is just so intense. It's one thing when like kids do it, which I have did not see in this one, but I have a feeling will come in a future season, which I did email my agents already. What? (laughs) I was like, Put me in this show. Oh, yeah. Because I had emailed them last year, and then I saw some of the stuff there, and I was like, I guess to an extent there really wasn't a role for me in yeah, this. Not yet. Do you know what I mean? And I don't mean that like... No, totally. It was very much like 80, best friend, mm-hmm. and then like a pool party scene, but... or And the girlfriend... Who's, who plays the girlfriend? I don't know. I feel like she must be like some kind of influencer of some kind or something. Yeah, IMDb, for some reason, for this show is real fucked up. It's missing like everybody. It's missing the dad. (laughs) It's missing so many people. Who? The dad? Yeah. Home Alone. Yes. It's missing Home Alone, uh, Robert. And it's also missing Joel Kim. What? Yeah, he's not on there. Joel Kim's not on there? I know. Oh, my God. You I mean actually, Joel, extremely handsome Kim? I love Joel Kim. I just like, he, I don't know him, I and like I just to like say, to talk about how handsome he is all the time. I got, his, I got him his apartment. Oh. Here in LA. Oh, yeah. I know who he, whose building he used to live in. Yeah. I think he still lives there. I don't know if he does. I won't tell anyone. You're going to have to check. But I love I love him. Oh, he's so funny. Do you want to give out his address? Joel and, and Joe Firestone is in this, who's yes. so funny. Oh, my God. Is Maureen? Oh. Okay. So, third, I guess we'll we'll count the the um lamar scene as a cry scene that's not a cry scene that was a joke i think okay well okay fine oh you did actually cry during that i i I didn't cry but i had a lot of feelings also i just want to say to everyone that fat love does exist and you're perfect and you know fat is lovable but also there is a demon inside of me there's a demon inside of you at all times a little fat demon there's a well it's a it's a skinny skinny demon demon. And it looks like your mom. Yep, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, I love my mama so much. Um, I, I might give her some shrooms this week, so Aww. we'll see. But okay, so your fourth <laughs> cry moment. Uh, when else did I cry? I also I did cry with the conversation that she had with him about the abortion, but it wasn't so much about the fact that she because she'd already had it. So when yeah. she had the abortion, I cried because of the way that he just was so fucking clueless. Yeah. And so I just, I was so upset that she had spent the time worrying about this dude and like making herself fit into his life. Yeah. And I think I cried mostly about that one because I definitely dated that guy. Yeah. Over and over and over again dated that guy. And... The Ryan character, if he doesn't turn into my husband in this show, which would be good, he will turn into my ex-boyfriend from college, which would be bad. 
And that's the one who still contacts me regardless of where I move to. And he finds me on different platforms and DMs me. What a creep. And he's so, it's like sad. He's like this like full-time pot smoking. Like, and I look, look, I I like a weed. Is he a friend of the cast? No, fuck no, he's not. (laughs) I wrote him a like business letter rejection once. Really? Because I was just like, you cannot take a fucking clue that I don't want to hear from you anymore. Yeah. But he just is that like the sad, perpetual sad dude who's just like, but like sweet. Yeah. But like can't get his shit together and lives on a futon in the living room of his best friend's one bedroom. That's tiny one, of, one bedroom. Shitty, tiny one bedroom covered in pot tar. Yeah. That's one of my exes. Yes. Who's just like, I'm just like, you, you're very nice, but you yeah. just don't fit in anymore. Yeah. So, I'm an adult now. Yeah. And you're in middle school. Yes. Literally, though, Ugh. which is wrong, Jenny. Don't do that. What? Stop dating middle schoolers. I mean, don't <laughs> tell me what to do. Uh, <laughs> she watches Pen mental 15 once and she's <laughs> totally hooked. Mental middle schoolers. Okay. Mm. Uh, number three. Um, number three would be, uh, oh, um, when else did I cry? I definitely cried at some point in the conversation with her mother. One of the conversations with her mother, I definitely cried. Okay. Because that is definitely my conversations with my mother. Well, the the exercise scene. Yeah. Um, I had just come from exercise with my mom, which oh, I yeah. don't like to exercise with my mom because this happens and we went to like a group. I don't like going to group uh, exercise because it gets very into weight loss mm-hmm. um, all the time. And the guy was talking about get rid of your bat wings. And I was just like, it's so mean. Mm, <laughs> it's such a mean thing Jesus. to say. And by Listen. the way, his toe fungus game Ew. was out of control. Get rid of your it toe fungus. Like his feet had been eaten. Okay? Listen, it I'm just worried so about your health. Gross. Just Dude, worried right? like, about, worried your, about health. your health. Boo, I'm worried about your foot's health. All right, I'm worried You're about that your thing necrosis. Off. Oh, yes. dude, it was so gross. Very nice guy, though. Other than that. <laughs> Very I nice hope he sweetheart. never reads it. Total Here's sweetheart. This. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back down, to that Jenny. class and he's going to be like, hey. And with socks on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I uh, should carry some things. Okay. So yeah. well, how come I'm not a friend of the cast? <laughs> That's, we'll get into that story. <laughs> who? Ooh. Who? Okay. So we'll just quick recap. Uh, <laughs> during the very early episodes, I had said some words about a certain person. You did. And uh, they listened. Whoops. <laughs> and confronted me. Whoops. And forgave me. Really? Legit was like, we all say things we don't really mean. Wow, that's and really I was like, actually golden. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Jenny, you good person? I know. That's a really nice, kind thing. It is. And then they called me, and <laughs> the first thing I said is like, why are you still calling me? I'm so mean to you. <laughs> and they were like, why are you more upset about this than I am? And oh. I was like... Because you're Point. guilty. Point. You know what it is? It's because you have a guilty conscience I'm running super through guilty there. about it. Yeah. I will Shame tone is a down the things I say about people. Mm. Yeah, good luck with that. You're mean them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll work on them becoming a friend of the cast. <laughs> hey, I think we should give him steps. Okay. To becoming a friend of the cast. Okay. What do, we, what do people have to do to become a friend of the he cast? He should watch Shrill. Watch Shrill. You hear that? Dan's watch Shrill. Hey, Dan, a man. I actually think Dan is a friend of the cast and maybe getting closer to the man because he's a glow for The man is. Yeah, yeah, he does. The man. The man. I'll um, have him make you something. Maybe he'll make us a gaudy positive thing. Oh, gaudy positive. The man. Do you want to send us a gaudy positive gift? It's like Like we're not even recording right now. (laughs) Okay, number three. Oh, my God. So what had happened at the exercise class is I was, my mom was very excited I was going Mm -hmm. because she likes it and it's fun. And then she just goes, you know, she goes, soon, Jenny, you will be skinny. Oh, my God. And I lost it. And then I had to go outside to cry for a minute. Mm. And then I came back. And yeah, it was like, that part to me was just like. Just from one this one class, uh, actually, you were going to be skinny and then better, and then mom would approve finally. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Do you think that if you were skinny, your mom wouldn't find something else? Um, 
Yeah. I'll never find out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never know. I called I called my mom and was like, guess what you're not allowed to do anymore? Talk to me about how you think I have eating disorders or uh. try to control my eating or talk to me or internalize or give me your internalized fat phobia. You're not allowed to do that anymore. My mom was like, okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. My mom thinks I'm brainwashed. <laughs> She's like, it's I don't me. know what happened to you, Jenny. It was me. Tell her it was me. Though, right? Yeah. It was cat. I've been hanging cat out with mom. the other side of the street and she has snacks. <laughs> All right. Number two. What's number two? All right. Um, I definitely lost it in her conversations with her boss. I can't, I don't even know if I lost it multiple times or. Oh my God. Know. That bike scene. I, I hate, I, the bike scene was fucking upsetting. Really upsetting. And it was also really, ups- it's funny because you get so wrapped up in a character because it feels so personalized that then you're like, you feel it. Who is Gabe to you? Who is Gabe? To- oh, I had a boss. I had a Gabe. Yeah. Uh, at work. When I, and later she loved me, but I also went on Weight Watchers. So she, I think she also loved me partly because of that. Is that the one that you guys did it together? No, no, no. That was, that was in college. And then you pooped? Mm, yes. <laughs> but not in a weird place. You made it sound like I pooped in a... Like I pooped my pants. <laughs> I did not poop my pants. No, I just ate that like sugar-free oh, chocolate. Oh, maltitol. Yeah, that sugar-free <laughs> chocolate. Mal- malitol. Is it mal- maltitol or malitol? Who gives a shit? Um, okay, Don't so, eat it. Yeah. So I actually want to think, want to know this. Mm. How did the smaller-bodied cast members? Think about oh, I this. thought about that the whole time. I wonder if there's an interview. Wh- who? What's his name? Who played um, Gabe? I don't know what his name is. <sighs> he's so good. He is good, but I don't know his name. Hedwig he Henry said H? that he really school bus. Yeah, he's been or in everything. Small bus. It's called a small bus. I don't know, but he's been in a lot of things. But he said that. So uh, there was a lot of things. Jen and I were watching this, and Jen is from Seattle, which is where Lindy is from. Yeah. And so. Um, she and I both knew about the backstory of Lindy and her prior boss, Dan Savage, yep. having it out. Yep. Um, and that whole article rebuttal is actually based on a thing that really happened. Yes. But um, he is, even though the character is based on the story that happened with her and Dan, who have made up. By yeah. the way, an article did have to come out about that because I think the pitchforks were out. <laughs> yes. I think people were like, fuck you, Dan Savage. And it's like, no, actually, they're fine. They're yeah. fine with each other. Um, but uh, the actor did say that he purposely didn't read that part of her book. He wanted to kind of create his own character. So he's oh. supposed to be this like this like angry, angsty, old punk rock dude who like had his things in the nineties and then, and is now really just watching his empire crumble around him because the internet is taking over from, you know, the newspaper world and on and on. So, um, I thought it was really interesting that the actor sort of got the chance to air that, but I have wondered about how some of the different thin characters and also the people involved. So like Elizabeth Banks, who doesn't look like she's ever worn anything over a size six. I don't know. Yeah. Um, is one of the producers and it just kind of makes, it's a weird thing. Cause it's like, it's not that I don't want to hug every single fat person who was involved, but there's something to be said for all of these thin people who believed in telling the story. Yeah. Like Carrie Brownstein. Yeah. She also, directed some mm-hmm, episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I just feel like, I want to know, like, because, okay, so um, my neighbor, Kelsey, Mm -hmm. watched it and was like, I didn't know it was like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was, it's like that for, for, you know, bigger people. I keep telling people, like, just so you know, this is really what happens. I get that if you're thin and you've never been fat, you might watch this and think that this is a fictional story and that it's like... It's not that bad. It, or it that it's exaggerated, that you know? Yeah. yeah. But it is. It is exactly that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it really is not an exaggeration. I think that's why it cuts the bone for so many. Yeah. It, so. I, I just, I wish that, I hope that other people can watch it who aren't, you know, who aren't big and can still see it relatable, mm-hmm. but also maybe rethink their stuff. And I've actually been trying to find negative reviews on it. 
Yeah. Because I want to see. I have seen some and I'll tell you what I think they are. Okay. Or what I think about them. And I think we should have an open mind about it because there's always a season two and they have the opportunity to build on it. Yeah. So the criticisms I have seen are mainly. Do we want to do number one and then get to it? Oh, the last thing that made me cry? Yeah. No, let's save it. Okay. I have to think of what it is. Oh, I know what mine is. Oh, good. Let's okay. save it. Let's save it and save her. Okay. The critique that I've heard, which I think is actually fair, and I sort of had this, there's this twinge when I watched it where I kind of had this feeling that that would come up, um, but I wanted to kind of see how it would play out, right? Which is that um, the women and the people of color who are represented in it, while it is it has a more diverse cast than what we've seen in other things. Um, they're all kind of treated like support systems. And so um, you have, there's a little bit of a trope happening with the like queer black best friend who is like the you go girl who takes her for her abortion and all yeah. of that, you know? So, and I think that's valid. I think that's a valid critique. And um, I'd love to see further development of that character and maybe even some more. They look. It's a show that starts being about Lindy. You know this character who's based on Lindy West, but it can always, it can always expand. Yeah. You know, I want to know about all those characters. I think. I guess my my rebuttal to that is that it's supposed to be that the whole thing at the end is like, and this is what I kind of took from it is was like, as she's doing a transformation, she mm-hmm. becomes more selfish. Mm-hmm. She so does. it does take away from the other characters. Mm-hmm. But I understand that kind of savior mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. that you kind of want to stay away from. Yeah. There there could be some ways that they could actually, they could actually grow the, into that character though. And then in the second yeah. thing, by, especially by the character really putting her foot down and being like, you know what? This is not fucking cool. I thought, I thought that was awesome that they did that. I like that they're showing imperfections. She's not just this like perfect yeah. You know, because she's lovable and she's really trying hard not to step on everybody's toes all the time, which is really hard. Yeah. That is something I definitely fucking cried about. Oh, man, did I ball. Um, maybe that's my number one, but we'll get to that. But okay. The, but I think the like, I you know, I think you're right. I think part of it is like that's part of her development. But we do have to be mindful in how we show, especially because Lindy, Lindy West's real life sister-in-law is a huge black activist, like an amazing, important voice yeah. in that. And so um, you see elements of her inspired in, in the character, but I think there's more they can do to grow yeah. with that. I think I will say to that, I agree that, yes, there needs to be more dimension in that character. I'd like to see a B story mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but also sometimes I forget, I think that people forget it's still at the core it's a storytelling sure, made for a mainstream TV thing. Yeah, but what you're saying is really important because what you're saying is mainstream is white. No, 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 because I don't, I don't think, though, I don't think that the show is taking away from the blackness of that character. I just think that that character specifically mm-hmm. is the best friend character, mm-hmm. which in all shows the best friend character is there as a reflective character right? and doesn't really get their own story as much. Mm-hmm. So I understand as far as storytelling goes, yeah. she has the she has the job of the reflective character. Yep. But yes, I feel like that this character, hopefully going into the second season, will have a B story mm-hmm. that we can follow to this. That is also not going to be, I don't want the B story to be um, Lindy's romances mm-hmm. the whole time or the, mm-hmm. rom- the romance with Lamar. Right. It's that really I'm sorry is coming out. And that well, that's the thing. The thing that's like really interesting about the the Lamar thing is it's like they can't make this entire story, if especially if they're going to spread it out over seasons, it can't just be Lindy's life story because she's a real person. Yeah, and she's you know? still like here. Yeah, she's still <laughs> no here. Ending. This isn't actually a biopic of Lindy West. It's just it's inspired by yeah. her by her story. Yeah, and so it'll be interesting to see how they do that. I just think I just think that there's room to grow, and I, you know sometimes those criticisms are really good in in a in in this exact moment because now they have an opportunity to hear it and yeah. and work with it. And it also shows that people are really interested in more from that character, which I love. Yeah. I love that character. Yeah, she's a really dynamic character. She is. And I also love how much wild fang she wears in it. So, <laughs> yes, we will talk about the costumes. But, oh, yeah. Oh, well, we might not have time. Well, we have to. 
We have to talk about the costumes. Wait, I would do the last the last cry moment. Should we do the last? This cry? is and this is. I think I think for me this was. No, so the way as I'm looking at it in these short episodes, so story structure wise, it's a basically a movie, mm-hmm. and we're at right now the point where she actually is at the all is lost moment. Mm-hmm. So every movie has an all is lost moment. So mm-hmm. she's at that moment where we think the character is triumphant. Mm-hmm. There is a false positive, basically, the character yes. being like, oh, I've gotten everything that I wanted, but in getting you what you want, you she, actually lost everything. Well, she also, like, quit her job. Like, she set that ablaze. She's kind of walking all over her closest relationships yeah. right now to be with her, a dude who her, they don't um, think is good. Exactly. Um, we don't she know. got to be Miss Ryan. Yes. Which... Everyone knows it's garbage. Right. Even though he's trying, you're still like... Well, I think there's room. This is the thing is like a lot of people are have already written off Ryan and I think there's room. That's what I'm saying is I think he could turn into my husband who is amazing, who is like salt of the earth person and, and wonderful. Or yeah. he could turn into my ex. He, and I think that there's like that... Not that we have to... Not, let's just base season two on my life. I think I think that Ryan I think Ryan's character is definitely going to grow. Yeah. But I think that there's going to be a split. There's going cuz if it is following Lindy's path, yeah. she doesn't end up with Ryan. Yeah. But Ryan will probably still be instrumental and maybe Ryan finds another girl. I that is part of it. I also know what's going on with the Madi. Her oh work God, husband. So cuz he he is really hot. He's very hot and I think Ama- there's clearly some something there. But there's something, yeah. But he drops the bombshell. I love the way they revealed that right in- towards the end where they're like, oh, he actually is a husband with kids. But he reveals that earlier, though. Are you talking about like, at the end where he's yeah. like, I have a life? No, yeah. no he, he reveals it earlier. That they're Oh, like, I wasn't listening. I just was looking. The party when he brings his wife to the party? Nope. Okay. Wasn't paying- <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to her. I didn't think she was his wife. I thought she was someone else. For some reason, I just That's like so weird. Very tuned it out. Anyway, okay, I just so get lost one, in his beautiful number face. one moment. Um, fifth, so it's the our cry. all is lost moment, right? So the part where I cry, yeah, the most. This this is the part that I did not cry, but I watched four times. Okay, I kept going back to it mm. because it was so powerful, and I don't know why I didn't cry. I was, it, I was alone and I was internalizing. But it's the moment where she's giving the speech just after Gabe mm-hmm. said all the shitty things. Mm-hmm. And she's having the speech where he's talking about her being sloppy mm-hmm. and then goes into, I remember getting special K uh-huh. when everyone else got the food my mom made. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was the most piercing mm-hmm. thing in the world because it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that is, that was so my experience mm. of mm. I didn't get the, I was the other because of my body. Mm. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of us have had that where we were by our parents treated very differently yep. because of the way we looked than the rest of our, if we did have siblings that won the genetic lottery. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And my sister was a year and a half older than me and very small. Mm. And mm-hmm. very cute. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, I I love my family mm-hmm. and my mom. They come from a place of suffering mm-hmm. and trying to stop suffering. But, you know, my mom used to, if I wanted seconds, I would have to drink a glass of water between oh, wow. things. Wow. To deter me because she just mm-hmm. felt so kind of like, I don't know how to stop you from eating. I don't know how to stop you from being fat. Yeah. Yep. Lock the fridge. Like mm-hmm. crazy shit like that. Oh, yeah. And when she's like, I've been training since I was in the fourth grade. It's every fat person you know knows way more about nutrition than you will ever fucking know. Oh, my God. I laughed so hard at that. I was like, I am a nutritionist. I could tell, like, anytime thin people talk to me about nutrition, I'm like, listen, honey, I probably know 10 times more than you at this mm-hmm. point. You want to talk about seaweed? I know about seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you the science of it and everything. Um, you have to eat a lot of it to get the nutrients. Anyway. Oh, of course. Um, I, yeah, that's a really, really... Uh, that one hit me for sure. Yeah, I think that for me has stuck with me and I still think about it. Yeah. Mine 
was actually early on when she's sitting in that like vintage yard with her with her roommate. Yeah. Her best friend. And she's talking about all of the ways in which she just hoped that if she made herself smaller and she made her and she was just kind and she was just like overly nice and easy that people would just accept her. Yeah. And I just, wow, did I fucking relate to that shit? Yeah. I just, like, it is so hard to, I think a lot of women, regardless of size, can relate to that. But I think a lot of fat women can relate to that. You always want to be the, like, nice fat woman because otherwise you're the fat bitch. Yes. Yes. Like, automatically, you're Mm -hmm. you're the fat bitch. I internalize the fear of people labeling me a fat bitch all the time. Mm-hmm. I internalize it thinking about it in terms of how people relate, like p- people's opinions of my relationship with my husband, in my work, in so many different ways. Yeah. It's, it's a real thorn. Yeah. And I think that if I wasn't fat, I don't know that I would worry about that. You probably wouldn't at all. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure if I wasn't fat, many things in my life would not have... Uh, been such a struggle mentally wise not even just like physically but just mentally but then we wouldn't have our podcast yeah that's true look at us two (laughs) fat bitches (laughs) look at us now okay so we have five minutes okay before the show we do need to talk about the costumes because that's a bright note we just talked for an hour about crying but i just i want look okay let me do it okay five minutes you go on five minutes Costumes. Okay. Here's the deal with this show that I am so happy okay. is actually being out there is the fact that the costume designer in multiple different articles has addressed the fact that she had to make a lot of those items custom. Do you know why America and who, whatever countries, Canada, whoever's why? listening? Why? Because nice shit doesn't exist over a size 18. No, it doesn't. It really hardly doesn't. So... Um, the thing that is really important to understand about the costumes for this is there's a scene where there's this sequin dress and it's so fucking rad and it's, you've seen it for sure. If you've seen any of the promo images for it, this sequin dress is custom made. It is not from Fashion Nova. It's not from ASOS. It's not from any of those, which I call ASOS, but ASOS is actually correct. Um, it's custom made. And that's the thing is like as a stylist, it's something that I find incredibly frustrating. Look, right now I'm trying to dress Dulce for the Image Awards and um, looking for things for plus size women that isn't made of like the equivalent of a, I, I keep saying tablecloth. I think I've said that in previous podcasts, but it's just <laughs> like the fabrics get so flimsy, the larger the sizes get. And I just, other than like cutting costs, I don't know why they just get cheaper and flimsier. Yeah. They the designs, are such crap. And the designs get older and older. It's like, they cannot accept out in the world that, there are women who are under the age of 65 who are a size 22 or 24 or 26 or 28 or beyond. Yeah. You know, and it's just, I find it so frustrating. So it was really interesting to see the costume designer actually talk about that because 80, I don't, I don't know what size 80 is and I'm not going to guess, Yeah, but, um, seeing so many plus size women at the, at the fat babe pool party, wearing things of lots of different styles and colors. Like swimwear is one of the few places where we actually get to see cool patterns and interesting things happening. I would love to see that translate to dresses, to everyday wear. To shirts, to pants, to anything. It's It's just like so basic and boring. It's really hard to get things with character still. Yeah. And she also mentioned there was like a lot of toning down Mm -hmm frills or Mm -hmm. weird pattern like weird stuff and like constructing a dress made of different things like it was just there's so much just to have like a normal Mm -hmm. shirt or anything because people are like well okay if you're if you are a plus size babe then you must be into weird frilly shit and (laughs) pinup stuff you like 50s right 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 
But, you know, the one thing I will say is it's a fun game for me. Jen learned that this is an annoying thing I do. Whenever I watch something where I'm pretty sure I'm going to know what the brands are, I love to call them out. So <laughs> if you like 80s gray shirt and that, that's Tuesday Bassin. She's a local, she's an L.A. brand or L.A. designer, and her stuff is made ethically and locally. Right you can go to their store LA. on uh, Sunset. Yeah, she's got a store right here. You can also go online. And so Tuesday Bassin is one. Um, Wild Fang came up on there and their sizing continues to expand, which is great. So if you liked the roommates jumpsuits, those are from Wild Fang. That's a great ethical brand. Um, actually, and the red jumpsuit was an off the rack. Aha. And the lady in red. There you go. So, and that was one I wasn't actually entirely sure about. Yeah. So, um, there are lots of brands out there that you can do. I did see, I could see some nods to mod cloth and things like that coming up, but um, so it is fun to see brands that I recognize, um, that I know are actually doing inclusive things. I also pretty sure one of the dresses was from Alter Houseline, yeah. which is based in Portland and they do amazing custom work. They're also an ethical well, It was brand. shot in Portland. Yeah. It's perfect. It was shot in Portland. So. All right. Well, we got to end. Yeah. I have a show to get to. Get out. Uh, I'm going to Germany guys next week. Go to my stuff. Jenny Zagrino at everything. Um, and I'm style ethic on everything. We so. had such a great time. Uh, we're going to record more on this and this is definitely going to be kind of a two-parter because I still want to talk about fashion and well you're going to watch stuff. Pen15 and I'm going to watch Pen15 we're going to talk about it okay bye and we'll talk about the fashion there woo, woo!